If you're a real estate agent and you're tired of cold calling, door knocking, and spending money on ads, then subscribe to this podcast. We discuss leveraging the power of YouTube for your real estate business and how these strategies earned us over $1 million in GCI our first year in real estate. My name is Levi Lassick and my partner is Travis Plum. Let's get started. Well, let's get started. And uh, Chrissy, see if you can bring Jonathan up. He had his hand raised from the get-go, so see if we can get rock and rolling. Uh, Jonathan, you may have to leave and come back in. Lori Lynn, good to see you. Dolores and everyone else. All right. So my name is Levi Lassick. Welcome to YouTube for Real Estate. And we are here joined by our client success manager, Chrissy Owens and uh, Jonathan. Jonathan is one of our partners out in uh, California. So uh, first of all, we'd like to start off, Chrissy, how are you today? Doing great. Had a great weekend and ready to start the day fresh and get some stuff done today. Awesome. That's good to hear. Uh, Jonathan, how are you today? I'm doing good, boss. How are you guys? Doing well, doing well. So hey, um, I accidentally raised my hand, <laughs> but oh. I just wanted to see how's everybody doing and how's kind of the market shift with uh, with going with all like the YouTube and stuff like that. I know I, I've been getting some calls lately, which is freaking awesome. Um, but I just want to see how's everything going in Dallas. You're already getting calls. Yeah, dude. On uh, it finally hit. I hit my two. I'm on two months and two days officially today, and I started getting calls two days ago. Well, awesome. Well, I think that tells you uh, where uh, where the market's shifting to. So, actually, since you brought that up, Jonathan, let's let's uh, let's talk about that. And you know, because this is this is a situation that I get this question quite often, which is, well, how do you how do you attract listings, Levi? Because aren't you a little buyer heavy? Well, yeah, we are buyer heavy. And that is where you do attract uh, a lot of buyers. But, you know, again, my my point to that is always, well, you know, you don't have to work with every single buyer. You don't have to work with buyers if you don't. I mean, if you're uh, if you're a solo agent, first of all, that's great referral business if you really don't want to work with buyers. But at the same time, if you're a team lead or a broker or you know, uh, have have a team to, to help out, I believe these are the absolute best buyer leads you could give uh, to your team. And we know they're extremely intentional. They move quickly. Our contact of our, under contract for us is 46 days. So that's not a lot of time that, that people spend uh, kicking, kicking the tire around. And the other thing is, is the reality of that is that it's likely more uh, like a week or two. If we broke it down to when people actually came into town, because even though our average is 46 days, most of our people takes them 30 days or so, uh, or even longer sometimes to even plan a trip here. Now we do contract with people uh, over the phone uh, quite often, which is another great thing about that. You actually have to show them through a lot of homes. Um, we will contract with them and then they will fly down during their option period and you know check out, do the walkthrough at that time. And that was really critical, especially in the past market, because if somebody saw a house they liked and then flew down, even if it was the next day, most of the time it was under contract. Now they're probably going to have a little bit more leeway and a little more flexibility on that. But uh, the thing is, is that still getting that home, you don't want them to waste a trip. So I would still encourage anybody, if you're working with somebody long distance, is go ahead and contract on that home if they find it, uh, find what they like, and then have them fly down during the option period and, and to take a look at it at that time. And then they can always back out there. But, you know, the thing is, is that uh, 
you know, we survived this whole time in what was labeled as a seller's market uh, with with the buy side, you know, and I believe we're actually I should run the numbers that we're about to break uh, over 200 transactions, you know, um, in the last 14, uh, 14 months, you know, from uh, from YouTube. Now, 90 uh, percent of that, yes, on the buy side. But at the same time, we have amazing team members, uh, local team members. Some of them are in here like Zach and Alyssa that uh, are crushing it, you know, uh, with these clients. Uh, Zach just recently over this last weekend uh, put a deal under contract within about three days. You know, a client came in on a Friday and he had them under contract within three days. Now, uh, Alyssa, I think Alyssa just put another one under contract. Um, yesterday or the day before. So, and in this last week, we had another uh, one of our newer agents. Uh, she just dropped two contracts this last week. So, or actually this weekend, um, I think she dropped one Friday and yesterday. And uh, Marina, she's usually in here. Uh, Marina, so she dropped one or a couple uh, within a five-day period on top of that. And then uh, who else we had? Well, we had a couple other team members drop contracts as well. So over in the last week, we, we've still done, you know, seven or eight, uh, seven or eight contracts uh, just in the last week. So everyone's saying, everyone's saying the market is shifting and buyers are backing out and they're leaving. But I believe this is the really important stir of having the content out there. If you don't have content out there, you'll never be found. I mean, nobody will never or hardly ever know who you are and if you live in any type of relocation market which is pretty much uh, well it could be it's pretty much anywhere i mean it's amazing how even california and like seattle markets where we see a lot of people coming from are still hot markets now they might be dying down a little bit right now or, or cooling off but i believe the agents with the most content out there are going to win in these times if you're consistent with your content you're going to be consistent with your clients uh, at least the the client flow, because people buy and sell regardless it, all the time. They buy and sell in sellers market. They buy and sell in uh, buyers markets. They buy and sell in up markets. They buy and sell in down markets. Transactions are happening all the time, but it's when we get inconsistent with content or inconsistent with marketing, I believe, is where you know things start to. Uh, that's when the market shifts for us. So it's our job. It's our job, I believe, as agents to keep that, you know, content and marketing efforts consistent. What's interesting is uh, I, I was this conference we were at last week. You know, I think uh, w one of the things they showed was that where most agents really grew their business a lot of times were during these. Uh, now they're saying we're about to, you know, move into a recession. Uh, which we could, we could move into an economic recession. Doesn't mean we're going to move housing recession. You know, a lot of agents, this is where the, this is where, I mean, this is where the riches are made as well is in recessions. This is where the people that have the money, first of all, to invest, uh, it, it's a great time to do that. But second of all, if you have the, the budget for marketing, this is where you double down, in my opinion. This is why we're doubling down on content. Uh, this is why we're going to stick to videos a week regardless. Uh, now, we scaled back to two videos a week uh, the first three months of the year, and that's mainly because we had several videos that started to just take off. I mean, it was uh, – we hadn't happened had, – didn't have that happen in the first year. Everything was very steady, Eddie, very steady, consistent growth. And then November, December, January, February, 
pretty much every video we put out just took off. It got picked up by YouTube. YouTube was recommending it. Uh, you know, we had one of our videos about Frisco uh, go to 40,000 views within uh, a month, a month and a half. And that was really driving a lot of business. We, you know, we did 90 transactions in the first 90 days. Now, the thing is, is that the second quarter, uh, you know, we definitely did not hit the 90 transaction mark in, in, in this 90 days. And okay, so I got to look back. I'm never going to blame the market. I'm never going to say, okay, uh, what are the outside forces? I'm always going to look inward. I'm going to say, what did we do? What did we not do? What did we do differently? What changed? Well, uh, the thing was, is that and you know, instead of riding that momentum and putting out three videos a week, which I don't, I don't know if that would have changed anything if we would have stayed consistent on the three videos. But again, uh, I, we hadn't had videos take off like that before. So I wanted to watch and learn from the experience. And I was thinking, okay, well, if I put out another one just two days later, would that stunt the growth? I don't believe that would be the case. But, you know, at the same time, it was just one of those things where I had to experiment and had to really take a look at what was what was happening. Now, now, did that momentum of taking off, uh, you know, going from three to two videos a week kind of, uh, you know, I guess a throttle, you could say, or, or slow down that our, our growth in the second quarter. I don't know. Possibly is the market shifting? Sure. But I don't. The thing is also in the last two weeks, I know that we're getting to business as normal. I mean, we've seen people come in. We've seen people make decisions. We've seen people contract and, and buy homes regardless of interest rates or anything like that. Now, we are seeing we are seeing it's a lot easier uh, you know, uh, listing agents are a lot, are a lot more uh, conversational, a lot more uh, happy to talk to us as to where six months ago, it was very difficult to get one on the phone, you know, but the thing is, is that what what made us survive over the last year was number one, my partner, Travis, the best, the absolute best real estate negotiator I've ever seen in my life. Uh, but, uh, you know, and then I, for him to be able to pass those skills on to the team members as well to help them negotiate with these listing agents. So now, you know, now that it, if this moves into a buyer's market, I, I know right now we have all the buyers, we have them. I mean, so it's just a, it's just a matter of when they're going to, when they're ready to start drop, we're not going to force anybody or tell anybody they have to buy now. It's still their decision. Now we're going to, you know, communicate with them. One of our goals over the last two weeks, what we're doing with our team right now is that, uh, and we actually turn this into a contest, is to go back. We have a huge database now of all the people that have called into the channel. And I ran the numbers in 13 months from, and I just ran it from April of last year when we got the first deal, two deals under contract, April of April of last year through May of 2022, we generated 1,672 leads. 1,672 leads. And in that time frame, we did 187 transactions. So we converted at 11.3%. Uh, but those leads, we, clearly, we didn't close. 187 out of 1,672. That means we've got like uh, 1,500, roughly 1,500 leads in our database now from people that called us wanting to work with us and, and, and get information about moving. A lot of those people last year said they were going to wait. So now that's the challenge we're, we're doing with our team right now is to see who can get, 
who can get uh, the most Zoom calls scheduled or actually conduct the most Zoom calls because we know face-to-face is always going to solidify relationships. So we go through, we move people, we have a pipeline system where we move people through a process. And if they tell us, well, hey, we're still interested in moving to Dallas, but something came up, family, uh, you know, uh, business, job, something like that. Something came up outside of their outside of, uh, you know, them, and it's just not the right time, we move them to what we call an active conversation, which means we still want to keep an active conversation with them, but they're not in the market right this second. So that's a campaign. It's it's a two-year campaign we built out to reach out to them every three to four weeks. We kind of change it up, and it's just little check-in text messages and emails here and there. Hey, just checking in, seeing how you're doing. Hey, anything new in, in your world? Hey, there's some interesting updates on the market. Would you like to chat? So we built all that out to hopefully trigger responses. But now, you know, we have, uh, we have a lot of people actually, I could just pull what we have in there, but you know, there's a ton of leads in there, right. That our team can go back to. And we, we gave them a simple script and the whole goal is to just get them on a zoom. That's it. Period. Nothing else. We're not going to try to close them. We're not going to try to convince them they need to buy right now. The only goal is just get them on a zoom, get them face to face. Uh, we did provide, five slides, you know, that, that help people understand, you know, we're going to just educate, we're going to provide value. We're going to have conversations as far as, you know, this is what, uh, this is what's happened in the last eight out of nine recessions in the last eight out of nine recessions, housing still appreciated, still went up. Only one of those was an actual housing recession, which was 2008. So the other recessions were economic recessions, but still uh, housing being one of the best assets out there, still gain value, still appreciated. And, you know, the thing is, is that over time, it, it still is one of the absolute best investments, uh, you know, as over time. So, you know, just to have those conversations. So that's the goal is to go back through all of our old leads. Uh, so we have a column for active conversations that are people that are interested, but just, you know, something came up. So timing wasn't right. Uh, we, we have a ghosted campaign. So if we're talking to anybody and they ghost us, I'm sure that's never happened to anybody in this room. But if you get ghosted by a client, we don't want our, our agents, uh, we don't want our team to like spend the next week or two chasing somebody down. I mean, I believe, I mean, it's important, but at the same time, we also don't want to hammer people to death. So we just say, well, hey, if you're in active, you're in a conversation with people and then all of a sudden they disappear, just move them to the ghosted campaign. And then we have that scheduled out to where it'll hit them, you know, three days in a row. And then it moves to, uh, it gives them like a two or three day break. And then it gives them another two or three day break. And then, you know, then it kind of backs off to a week. And, but it, it's still automated messages you know, that looks, they, they look legit, right? looks like we wrote them. It's, they're just uh, checking in. Hey, you know, hope all is well. Hey, just, just wanted to make sure everything was okay. Hey, just wanted you to know that I'm here. I'm not sure what, you know, um, if I missed your call or something. So just, you know, so it's just little messages to try to uh, get a reaction. And we've had the ghosted campaign work on getting a lot of people back into contacts, but there's people there that had completely ghosted us. So why not go back and Let's try to touch base with them again. And then we have an old lead column where we move them to, which is where uh, it's like the lead graveyard kind of. But that's where, you know, people just tell us, hey, we're not moving. Uh, you know, our company is not going to move us. Uh, you, you know, basically, they just said, look, we're not going to move after all, period. OK, so we move them over. We don't want to lose contact with them or, or anything like that. But still, there's a lot of people in that 
old lead column that we can dig back into now and reach out to and, you know, just again, see how they're doing, but also let them know. And I think our script very simply, the text script to get them on a Zoom is something like, hey, just checking in to see how you're doing. There's some interesting updates in the Dallas market right now. I would love to share them with you. Would you have a, a few minutes to jump on a Zoom call? And so we're just simply giving them, just sending out that script so that um, it's triggering people to respond and say, yeah, I would like to jump on a Zoom call. It's not pushy. It's not salesy. It's not in a way to, uh, you know, get anything on. It's just it's just simply to get them on a face-to-face -face Zoom. Let's have a conversation, share with you a few of these slides, show them some data, and, you know, see where they're at, see where they're at in the price list right now. But we still have uh, calls coming in where people are reaching out um, still every day for us because number one, they see that we're consistent. This is something that I've always stressed with people as well. If you get found anyway, I believe this day and age, if you found one way or another, and that could be on social, it could be some other way, maybe you get re somebody refers you or um, you sent out postcards last month or something. I think where people are going to vet you is on social media. And if they see inconsistency on social media, I believe people assume that you'll be inconsistent in your business. I think people are looking for uh, you know, agents that are on top of their business. They're, they're posting consistent content. If you're posting consistent content, that means you're, you're busy. You have business, you know, and people like to work with people that have business. They don't, not a lot of people like to work with people that are, uh, need the business. They, they want your business, but they, they, you know, they, they want to work with people that are the best at what they do. And the people that are the best at what they do, are the best because they've gone through multiple transactions. You know, this was the whole point of, you know, you know whenever I started on YouTube, I, wa I wasn't the best agent. I'm actually still not the best agent. But the thing is, is that nobody comes to me to be, for me to be the best agent. They come to me to, because I have the information on Dallas. Now, the thing is though, and that's why I believe you should build out your marketing plan first before getting into real estate, then trying to memorize a contract or every amendment or addendum or, you know, uh, being the, that, you know, trying to educate people on the title process or the escrow process. I mean, that is, that's not what people are, they're not necessarily looking for that information at first. If they are, they're probably already under contract with somebody else. But what people are looking for is information. But the thing is, is that when I started out, I could, I didn't want to make content on that stuff because in my research, I found that it wasn't really as searchable and it's not, uh, you know, most of it didn't have a lot of views, but also I couldn't intelligently speak on it. Like, I, I mean, because I hadn't gone through the, that process, you know, I hadn't gone, I hadn't, you know, if I don't have any clients yet or hadn't closed a deal, how can I? I just felt like, how could I really, really, t you know, teach somebody about the escrow or the title process or the appraisal process? I mean, other than just what I read. And I always like to really teach from experience versus just, um, you know, not experience. So I thought, well, I've lived in Dallas for 20 years. I know Dallas. I can talk about Dallas all day long. I'm an expert in Dallas. That I can absolutely share and educate with people. Plus, you know, again, in my research beforehand, that's what I found. People were looking and searching for anyways. And the great thing is, is that when people are searching for that information on your cities and your suburbs and your neighborhoods, 
you know, they're in the research phase. You know, they, they haven't even thought about hiring a real estate agent or a mortgage broker at this time. They're in research. They're just trying to find out information. But we're the ones that show up over and over and over and over again whenever they search Dallas on YouTube. And so that makes us look like the authority, you know, uh, by default. And so therefore, you know, if they continually consume the content, the is. Uh, As long as that's good content, then then you will become their agent by choice because they will develop a relationship with you. They will find value in what you're offering them, and they, they will want to do business with you. And if they don't, they probably won't call you. And that's what I also love about this is we're, we're in a zero rejection business. I mean, I, that is the number one reason why people get out of sales, why people get, uh, it's one of the top reasons people get out of real estate is because of the rejection, because they're prospecting 90% of the time to do sales 10% of the time. And that 90% of the time they're getting rejected 88% of the time, uh, you know, before they find the right person that that is willing to talk to them or work with them. And so has ever called us to tell us they didn't want to work with us. Nobody has called us and said, hey, your videos suck so bad. I, we don't want to work with you. Okay, if they don't want to us, they don't call us. And you know what, we'll never know they exist. So the people that do call us, though, every single time is they're pretty much like man i've watched a ton of your videos love them love what you guys offer and so we want to work with you period you know it's really that simple so i believe in this market uh getting back to jonathan's question this market you know it is shifting but markets are always shifting and it's the agents that adapt and you know look at themselves and what they can do differently are the ones that are going to succeed. And I truly believe the agents with the most content and consistent content out there are going to be the ones that, that win, not just in this market, but any market. So that to me is how you position yourself and how you get in front of uh, any changes because we're not seeing. Now I will say yes, whenever things shifted like uh, in, end of May, June right there, we had like a two week period, two, three week period, calls kind of slowed down, but we still had calls coming in. We were still putting deals under contract. Wasn't as fast as the first 90 to 120 days of the year, but we had about a two or three week little slowdown right there. And that was it. But as we kept uh, on with the content, and that's where I also said, no, we're, we're doubling down. We're, we're, uh, we're going back to three videos. We're, you know, that's, that's what I immediately, what I went to, I defaulted to myself. What am I doing? What am I doing differently? What are we doing? What, what can we do differently? Uh, how do we change? And I just know, okay, it's three videos a week. That's what we're going to commit to. And it, it, we're not, we're not going to deviate from that. And so double down on the content to keep that out there. And that's what we're doing. Now we are experimenting with uh, a couple of paid strategies right now, looking into that. And, you know, because now we have the budget and some, you know, our, I would say our, uh, you know, our claim to fame is the fact that, yeah, we, we were able to do this without any ad spend, but you know, we have a team now we have, budget. you know, when we started, we didn't have a budget. And so, you know, now we have the ability to do that. And so we want to grow and we want to continue to see if we can 
uh, throw gasoline on the fire. I mean, the fire is burning bright right now for us, but why not? Why not venture into some paid strategy? Now we're doing some things that are untraditional, I believe. Uh, and those are a couple of strategies that once we figure out if they work, I think it'll take us 90 days or so to really fully understand if they're successful or not. Uh, we know we're having, they're working right now as far as generating some leads, but I want to see, are they good quality leads? Are they similar to YouTube leads? But, you know, but there's a way to do that. Now we don't run ads from our channel um, that I don't recommend. So we're doing a couple of things uh, inadvertently and, you know, sorry to throw that out there. I can't really, I don't want to explain it or get into it now. Just something to keep an eye out for if we, if we figure out that it works and, and everything, you know, comes to it and we can, we figure out how to really throw gasoline on this fire, it's going to be a game changer. You know, it'll be game over at that point because, you know, we were able to generate quite a bit of business organically. And if we can enhance that with some paid strategy and not affect the channel. And the reason we don't run ads from the channel is because it's, uh, it will inflate subscribers, it will inflate views, you know, and it will drive a lot of people that are not the target market. And I don't want to compromise that. So I would still recommend anybody starting out to continually focusing on the organic strategy. And for those that have gotten our course, you know, they know exactly what that is. And because we walk you through that, <clears throat> excuse me. And so stay on that path and as business grows and as you expand, you'll know when the right time is and when you can afford or are willing to spend the money. But I hope hopefully at that time we have it figured out on that side and we'll be able to share that with with uh, with our with our people. So that would be pretty awesome. So hopefully, uh, Jonathan, does that kind of answer your question? If he's still there, might have. Yeah, so that answer my bad. Sorry, but yes, you did, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. Well, hey, guys, this is an open forum as always. So please feel free to raise your hand and come up on stage if you have anything you'd like to add, contribute, ask. You know, that's what we're here for. We do this room for, for you. So uh, feel free to come up and let us know if you have any questions or if you have any contributions or successes, anything that's gone on. Chrissy, what... Um, what else have we, what's come up recently as far as some topics of discussion that we could keep the conversation going on? Yeah, for sure. We've had um, a lot of people have asked about like niching down and how far is too far to niche down? Where's that happy medium in terms of the type of content that we do and the type of people that we target? Because a lot of times we tend to target the buyers and kind of mix in the sellers, but you know, why is it that we don't target both sides of the business for people who also recruit to teams? Um, how far is too far to niche down is a question we've gotten a lot. So niching down on, like they're saying they niche down on recruiting agents or or finding sellers only is that what yeah you just mean? kind of in general we get questions about people who are who are wanting to recruit and so they want to do content on both 
sides of the business on the channel. And then we also get people who, you know, they want to target buyers and sellers on the channel. And they wonder if mixing those types of, of content, uh, those types of videos um, is a good idea or not. So maybe just kind of generally speaking, how far is too far to niche down with our content? Well, I mean, if you're, I mean, targeting buyers and sellers, I think you can do both on the channel. I, I just initially, what we have found is that a lot of local people, you know, we're in Dallas. Not a lot of Dallas people, I believe, go to YouTube to search for their real estate agent, right? Or to search for information on the local neighborhoods or areas because they know them, right? So I think that's the biggest challenge to gaining sellers in general on YouTube, but because any seller information, uh, in my research and we've, we've tried a couple as well, just, they don't do that well on, um, on the view side. I mean, they don't really generate a lot of business or views and not, not saying that that can't happen. I'm just saying that what I've seen on other channels and also, you know, what we've experimented with now, I think if you want to generate sellers, then you need to have some very well done listing videos. And that comes with production. I, I don't think that is a selfie stick, you know, a walking around neighborhoods or walking around the house with your, with the selfie stick, kind of like the way we, the way we teach it. That's very easy um, to do for just to provide that information. Walk around town feels like you're just walking beside somebody learning about everything. And that's great for relocation because that's what they're looking for. That's the information they're trying to find. But if you want to attract sellers, um, then you need to add that in to your, into your channel. And I think the way you do that is, but you got to have production. And I think that's where a videographer comes in and that's going to cost additional money. And then also you're going to want to have consistency on listings as well. Now for some people that won't be a problem at all to generate, uh, you know, to have their listings to film and do that. So that's one way to do it, I believe. And, uh, or, you know, one of the, the paid strategies we're, we're working on is to target sellers. And again, that's a whole nother discussion. If we can work on that, that would be a way to do that. But organic, I mean, I think you have to have really high level production with the videographer very nicely done listing videos and that that will generate that and that's um but still you've got to find people that are searching you know on youtube in their local market and i don't believe that a lot of people typically do that now not to saying that you can't generate that uh but you you absolutely can i mean i believe you can create anything that you want to it's really just a matter of time and how consistent you stay you know, it's task, it's, it's task on time. It, that's what it comes down to. I, I believe you can be successful, uh, you know, staying consistent and the amount of time that it now it takes it, but everybody's different, right? So, so Jonathan's taught two months, uh, in and, and now, now starting to get multiple calls. So a little quiet from there, you know, for us, we had our first call within 30 days and they started to trickle in more after that. But for the first 30 days, nothing. Okay, Jonathan, it took two months. Uh, we got a team we, we've helped out in Houston. They got a call within six days. 
and put a deal under contract within three weeks. And now their channel's just at 90 days and they've already put uh, six deals under contract. They've already closed on a couple of those, but I know they contracted on six already. And so, you know, in the first 90 days, that's the fastest we've ever seen it happen. So everything is, is, is market does matter. Uh, consistency does matter. Number of videos per week do matter. So if you want to grow faster, you do three videos a week, period. Uh, if you are putting out one video a week right now, you're going, you're going to grow slow. Two videos a week, you're going to grow medium. You know, uh, Three videos a week, you're going to grow faster. Uh, but also the consistency is, I believe, when people come to your channel, if there's gaps, if there's weeks um, in between or you haven't posted in a couple of weeks, I just think that's uh, not a good sign for people to see that. And so you run that risk as well. Now, as far as recruiting or, or building a team or uh, agent attraction, whatever it is you want to call it, I believe that's a completely separate channel. So that is a, a niche. That is nothing that relates to anybody searching for real estate information at all whatsoever. So if I came to your channel and I'm looking for information in your city or, or the neighborhoods and, and you're the first video I see is, oh, how to pass your real estate exam or, you know, why you should join me at my brokerage. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think you run the risk of losing that person. And they may say, well, this channel is not for me. This is for real estate agents and vice versa. You know, if you have, uh, you know, if you're mixing that type of content and I'm a agent looking for training information and I find your video on a neighborhood tour, I'm not going to think you're probably a, a training channel, you know, uh, I'm going to think, oh, this is a real estate channel. Now I might watch it from, you know, I want to learn how to do real estate on YouTube, but I'm probably going to look or search the rest of the channel for real estate training or education or anything like that. So I, I do believe that is completely separate, a completely different audience. And, and so that would probably be a second, second channel. Um, but Ideally, I would say focus on it's easier to build your team and recruit when you have volume, you know, when you have production or especially if it's going to be local, when you have something to pass on to them, you know. So, you know, for us on our secondary channel, we didn't start that until six months later, I believe. And so, you know, just the timing, it, it does take additional work. There is additional content. Now, the thing is, is that I don't really have to create specific content for that channel because we document so much all the time that you'll see that if anyone's ever on my Instagram or if you're on our uh, Real Agents YouTube channel, you'll see we put out a lot of short form content. That's just to stay consistent and that's the type of stuff that I'm creating all the time because we document everything. Now there's long form content I, I we as well, whether it's um, speaking engagements or trainings or things like that. And I think that's really helpful for people. Uh, we get a lot of good feedback on that, but even just posting a 30 minute Q and a session that we did on zoom, you know, that's helpful for, for people. They can go to the YouTube channel. We have a whole playlist on uh, Q and A's, you know? Um, so if you've ever had any question, that's a great resource to go onto the real agents, YouTube channel, look at that playlist for uh, Q and A's. Uh, I think we've got 30 videos just in that one playlist, 30 videos. And I think uh, all of those, are not even less than 30 minutes each, you know? So we answer a lot of questions on trainings all the time and here, you know, so yeah, the resources are there. And so, yeah, niching down. I mean, I, 
I believe in that because that is uh, just like if you were, you know, if you wanted to focus on 55 plus communities, I mean, you know, your vibe attracts your tribe, you know, like attracts like the, the content you make will, will create or uh, generate the, the business that you want to achieve. So if you want to focus on 55 plus communities, I mean, you make all your content around 55 plus communities. If you want to focus on, uh, college housing or investments or things like that. I mean, um, you know, I think there's all kinds of things you can do now. We've, we haven't, uh, targeted a lot of investors, but I think that's something that I'm, I'm kind of, uh, chewing on right now and thinking about as far as making some more investor friendly videos, because I did once before and it did, it's done very well. And we, we got, uh, uh, several investors to call us from that. So, you know, and I'm thinking now, okay, I, I see another way to do that, especially if prices are, you know, if, if we're going to see some price decreases and, and, you know, multiple offers die down to not as many offers or uh, no offers on some properties, I think now's a great time to target investors. That's why I've been chewing on it and thinking about how to create some great content for the channel, not, uh, you know, not turn it into an investment channel, but could I throw in a video once a week or every other week? What kind of schedule could I get on to start making some more investor friendly videos? And I know exactly what I want to do, at least what I believe I want to do and how I could do that. So now it's just a matter of uh, kind of mapping that out and, you know, creating a video and then we'll see how it, how it does. And I, and that's something else. I think John, yeah, Jonathan bounced out, but that's something else that I'm preparing for in the next few months, because if prices get, you know, if we start seeing the prices leveling out and multiple offers not being as much great time for investors to, you know, here now, a lot of people say they're, they're going to leave the market right now, but again, the right people buy at all times of it. and you make you, you make your money when you buy so it doesn't matter what type of market it is there's always a deal to be found and even you know even a year ago uh actually zach is a great example in here again zach you know in the height of the seller's market right uh zach got a home locked in closed on it of course but contracted fifteen thousand under asking price I mean, how does that happen when in Dallas we're seeing on average, you know, 20, 25 offers per home? So that's what we're up against. But, you know, because of the negotiation skills and uh, the effort that he put into that deal was able to get it 15,000 under list in the height of a of that market last year uh, or at the beginning of this year. I'm not sure when he contracted on that. It was probably December, January, February time frame. But still, things were going nuts and multiple where and, and here we come in. So, you know, the thing is, is that we're always there's always a deal to be found, always a deal to be had. And so it's a matter of just continually staying in the game and doubling down. Uh, last year, I just heard, uh, saw the stat this morning. Last year, 60 percent of the real estate agents did not sell a home. That is crazy. And that's not because they're not good people. It's not because they, you know, studied everything uh, about real estate and learned the contract and made an A++ on the real estate exam. It's because they're not effective at lead generation, period. That's why people fail and get out of the business. That's why 60% of the agents last year didn't sell a home because they're not effective at lead generation. But agents will stay consistent, will be top performers, 
not just in this market, the previous market, the market going forward, or any market, is because they're consistent. Uh, they're consistent on content and marketing. And now's the time to double down. And uh, who knows, you might find better deals on marketing right now. If you are paying for it, you're probably going to find better deals because a lot of people will be jumping out. You know, they'll be scaling back on marketing. They'll be thinking about how to spend less and thinking about how do we how do we spend more or how do we move into. I mean, we've done this organically. So now we're like, OK, well, how do we spend money on marketing and make it effective right now and continue with the same strategy that has helped us be successful. So those are the questions that we're asking ourselves and, you know, how do we fit and, and shift and, and, you know, adapt ourselves to fit the market we're in. I just, I just call it a market. I mean, really, that's the way I, I view it. I mean, everyone says the last, you know, year was a seller's market, but we, we won deals left and right, uh, left and right. I mean, we, and we got great deals for our clients. So, you know, the thing is, is that our position is to help our client, whether they're buying or selling to get the best possible price, no matter what period. And that's our job to do that. So the market is the market <laughs> and, uh, you know, we just have to work and make those deals happen. So going back to niching down yeah i would niche down you're either focused on real estate clients or you're focused on real real estate agent you know clients or team members or attracting or you know and in real estate you can niche down even more if you want to focus on lakefront communities and you live near two or three lakes you know then i would i would niche down on that i mean even in dallas you know you make content on the areas you want to work i haven't made any content on pretty much anything south of Dallas. It's just not an area we, uh, we're looking to work, uh, you know, and so, and plus we know where all the growth is. And that's the other thing is putting ourselves in front of the opportunities. Well, if everybody's moving north and going to those areas, then that's where I'm going to create a lot of content. So, you know, that's, that's, that, that is what it is. It's, it's all strategy. It's all thought out. It's all uh, part of the process. It's all solutions. You know, how do we, how do we, how do we fix? How do we grow? That's what we're always asking ourselves. Um, how do we pivot and uh, not stay stagnant? How do we not get caught? And how do we not blame everything else? You know, regardless, we're going to always look at ourselves and what are we doing and what can we do differently? Yeah. And one thing I was going to say too, is, um, you know, we always tell people, you know, our, our, the content that we teach how to, to create, it's going to work for both buyers and sellers. And the reason why is because the other part of the strategy with being on YouTube is down is dominating on Google. And so if you're creating content on YouTube, you're going to be one of the first search results on Google. And a lot of sellers, they end up looking for a real estate agent on Google before they go to YouTube. We've had a good chunk of the people that we've listed for that have come through Google My Business. And so that's just a matter of expanding out, expanding your reach and trying to make your, your footprint go a little bit farther. And it all starts back with YouTube. So Chrissy, are you there? All right. Well, I'm not sure. Somebody hit me up in the chat. Let me know. I want to make sure. I don't know if that was just me or if we, um, oh, Zach said can't hear her. Okay. Might have just lost her there for a second. So, all right. Well, 
then I guess that's all we got. Uh, looks like no other questions for today. So I'm happy to end early and uh, go grab some lunch and uh, got uh, some meetings throughout the rest of the day. So with that, uh, thank you all for joining us today. We will be back. Uh, oh, all right, Seth. What's up, my man, Seth? You, you coming in here, coming in at the last second, Seth, what you got? I don't know where you went. Marin. Hey, what's up, Marin? I think I know Marin. I don't know where Seth went, but all right, guys. Well, have a great day. Thank you for joining us today, and uh, we, will, we will talk soon. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. If you're interested in partnering with us to access our YouTube course and coaching all for free, schedule a call at fivestarstrategycall.com.